Red. It's awesome. Clash. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Riot Talks Clash, the podcast hosted by the moderators of r slash Clash of Clans. My name is Sam. I am currently joined by Spencer and Rick. Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. As you can probably tell, I'm literally buzzing. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We've got uh, you know, books, we've got worlds, we've got skins, we've got everything. So let's kick us off with cosmetics. Uh, recently, we got the new champion champion skin. Very confusingly named. What what do we get, what do we all think of it, Rick? Any any thoughts? Uh, I'm not too impressed. I was kind of hoping for, uh, for a legendary, uh, skin, mm. just to just to round out the complete set. And so it's, I mean, it's kind of nice that it's in the gold pass, I guess. But it yeah. is uh, of all the champion sets, it's definitely the plainest. What I do like about it is they've actually uh, expanded it throughout four years of Clash of Clans, so we got one each year. Um, and the three others being legendary, yeah, we were kind of expecting a legendary skin, but um, a lot of people were let down by the gold. In my opinion, it's a pretty good skin. It only has one flaw being the spear. The spear kind of looks like a shovel. Um, uh, other than no, that, the spear looks like something cool. else. <laughs> and, and Reddit, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say Reddit that on went, air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Reddit went pretty wild with what the tip of the shovel looks like. And I was thinking, like, they have to have have thought of this because that's clearly not a spear. Like, did they really think that looked good? You know, this has to be intentional. Clearly finished mines are far too innocent. I do I do have a quick question to pose. So obviously Rick, you're a bit annoyed and Spencer, you're a bit annoyed that it's not a legendary skin. Have you ever got a legendary skin in the Gold Pass? Um, I believe we've only gotten one, but it was for free. It was free for everyone during the 10th anniversary. Was that, was that the Pixel King? Yes, that's correct. Right. So I guess ultimately we shouldn't be too fussed by it not being a legendary skin. I know it sounds a bit silly, but if assuming the same amount of work went into it, which is obviously up for debate, you know, I think it's more preferable to be getting it in the gold pass, which means we'd have to spend extra money than worrying about the rarity of the skin, because ultimately the kind of legendary gold, etc. rarity is a bit of just a... I mean, it's just made. It's it's almost made up, right? It's made up by Supercell. You know, I don't think anyone really worries about this kind of stuff too much. I mean, naturally, legendary skins usually come with better graphics or better um, animations or whatever. But in this case, I'm not sure how much it matters. Yeah, I saw the community only point out one real uh, difference between um, this champion skin and the rest of the set was just the deployment effect the other three have the same uh big deployment effect and this one just doesn't have any um and i right. saw a lot of people complain about that but that's not really that big in my opinion um in general i'm just kind of like well the other three are legendary i just feel like the whole set should be legendary especially the champion but that's just me like what are the other overall differences in legendaries normally anyway i know at least for king and queen they typically get custom spawn units right yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, the custom spawn and, units for, for the other ones, it's mostly just uh, custom animations and custom music. That's what's listed and custom effects. Literally, that's exactly what's listed on those info screens when you buy them. Um, but I really don't notice any difference. I'd much rather lose the whole legendary status of the skin and maybe a, like animation effects for just getting it quote unquote free in the gold pass. I know it's not actually free because obviously you have to buying the gold pass if i'm buying the gold pass anyway i'm getting the skin right and i'd much rather get the skin have to pay 10 pounds for an extra animation and in that event i probably wouldn't buy the skin so i'm not actually too annoyed about any missing bells and whistles that the royal champion uh world skin might have yeah overall the, the whole set's really nice but like i said the shovel looking spear and the warden's helmet is just an outlier on yeah. the rest. Oh, All of them have the really warden. nice helmets. Yeah, the warden one looks crap. I'll put that there now. I hate that skin. I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, besides those two things, it's a it's overall a good set. I like the gold. I did notice in-game the 3D models. All four of the 3D models have a different type of gold color. All gold um, between really? the four are different. Yeah, I know. It's like very slightly, but it is pretty obvious in, in uh, comparing at least two of them. 
Can I ask how on earth he noticed that? Um, I noticed that because whenever uh, there's a new skin set in the game, um, I have access to the dev build and I, I equip the skins. And on the profile screen, I always like to look at how all four 3D animations look uh, next to each other because your profile screen shows what hero skins you have equipped. And so I was mm. looking at them very closely and I was spinning them around and that's when I noticed that all the gold was different for each one. Like, I don't even rush to download the dev builds anymore just because I know <laughs> Spencer is going to send like a detailed analysis of every little thing that's different, which is actually cool because he's caught a whole lot of stuff I would have never noticed before, too. It's amazing, isn't it? Spencer has time to twirl around Clash of Clans skins and notice the slightly different shade of gold. <laughs> he doesn't have time to put in a single attack a day. I mean, there's really <laughs> levels to kind of the priorities. Well, it's because I, I post the uh, picture of all the skins on Reddit. So if people are asking, well, what's the difference? I, I have some context to comment on. I don't think on many people respond. are asking about the difference between the slightly different shades oh, yeah. of gold. But Probably I'm, I'm like glad you won. I'm glad you have the information. It's good. <laughs> and we're talking about it now, so come on, it's useful. And then also, like, yeah. wasn't it mislabeled for a day or something when it first released? Yeah, so it released as a legendary skin, um, and everyone was so excited, like, oh my gosh, a legendary skin in the past. And it actually made some sense because the other three were legendary. Um, but turns out it was not intentional, and it was a mistake, so they had to swap it out. And, I mean, and that was I saw a lot of people say that they bought the gold pass because they thought it was a legendary and they were disappointed when it was changed back. I think that's just a bit silly because the, the kind of legendary gold status, as I said, it's all made up by Supercell. It's not like it actually has any meaningful value. It's not like maybe CSGO where you can trade skins and whatnot and the rarity means something. I mean, the rarity means nothing, right? It's all just about well, actually what you're getting with the skin. To be fair, the skins in the gold pass can compared to a lot of the legendary skins, there is a just a, a feeling difference between the looks. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I know that's not always been true. Like, the painter set, all four of those are legendary, and they're all gold pass quality, in my opinion. But um, a, a lot of people were, were really excited about it, and they got disappointed when it was changed back. There was, like, a dozen Reddit posts complaining about it that day, too. Yeah, I, I remember removing a lot of those. But with the skin, there was also a scenery that was for sale, um, a war-based scenery, the champion war-based scenery. Did you guys end up buying that one? No, I don't. Like, I don't know why I would spend $7 to put a scenery on that only my war opponents are going to, like, really get to enjoy. Mm. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I did end up buying it, um, but I yeah, kind of told myself... No this is the only war-based scenery I need because other people are going to attack me. I'm not going to see it. So if there's other war-based sceneries uh, for sale, I probably won't buy it unless it's clearly a lot better than uh, this new one. Yeah, I mean, in a certain respect to Rick, I have no desire to buy a war-based scenery. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't bought anything on Clash of Clans since I think either June or July. So I just mean generally trying to like detox myself from buying Mm -hmm. stuff i don't need on clash of clans but aside from that point i mean i don't really see the value in a war-based scenery because like yeah your opponents get to see it but do you really care about all your opponents seeing? i mean at least you know they're, they're, and clash of clans do make some really cool sceneries i mean supercell have really outdone themselves sometimes with some of the sceneries they make but at least with the home village sceneries i can see them right every time i log on the game i can see them i can appreciate oh, yeah. them I can at least enjoy the fact that my base looks different and looks cool, right? But a wall-based scenery, I'll like look at it maybe if I'm just checking I've got the right wall-based equipped or I'm watching a replay of an opponent attack me. But apart from that, I have no reason to ever look at my wall base and spending mm -hmm. about 10 quid on a scenery for that seems like a complete waste of money. I mean, I'm still using just the default wall-based scenery. I can't remember the first one they released, like Inferno Town, whatever it was. I never bought mm -hmm. that because I never saw the reason. The the Inferno War Base scenery. <laughs> Inferno Town. Yeah. Don't start oh. this, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going on about. Here, let me give you guys some context. When it released, it was the Inferno Town um, War scenery. And it, it, it was a nice name, Inferno Town. And then uh, last December, I believe, coming up on a year, they brought back all of the sceneries to the shop. But when they brought it back, it was no longer called uh, Inferno Town Scenery. They changed Inferno Town Scenery to Inferno Warbase Scenery. And I was like, why would they do that? And they really did it because they don't want people getting confused um, 
between what's for your home village, what's for your war base. And then Inferno Town war base scenery is just way too long. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to get into the full backstory because I remember you got quite outraged. Yeah, me and me and Rick had a, had a fun discussion about that about a year ago, I think. Yes, I you were so that. mad. I no, no 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 stop 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 because they changed because <laughs> I was only stop, mad. Stop stop stop. stop. We're not reliving right. it. Okay, we've been over it. We've had the arguments. We're not doing it again. Let's all be right, happy. Right, be right. friends. Hold hands and move on. We'll talk about it in January for our uh, yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. For the for the making fun of Spencer episode, yeah. <laughs> but like the the champion warbase scenery though, it doesn't really look all that different to me. The, from, yeah, it's, from the standard one. The only main difference I really see, obviously, there's a difference in the background, but um, the most noticeable is just the change of the tiles of the grass. Before it's a lot darker brown. Now we have a nice lighter um, type tan color, which I do like. It looks a lot better on a base. Yeah. But uh, with this whole scenery discussion about war bases, this did remind me of um, a concept I remember reading about before even Builder Base came out. And it was um, for a second village, not a new second village, but having just a second village for a war base where you could switch between home village and war base to the right. And and you guys saying, well, yeah, we never see our, our war base scenery. I was like, well, maybe they could make uh, some sort of thing on the layout screen where you could just visit your war base as your home village base, you know, something like that. Yeah, but at that point, what's the point? I mean, I don't, I, I don't feel like I regularly need to see my war base. And if you could just do that, I mean, just make the war base scenery's home village scenery. Yeah, at that point, yeah. No, no, right? I know it could be cool if you if your clan is in a war, if it loaded you like to the war to the war base oh, automatically, yeah. just as you know to set the scene that like, hey, like you're in a war. It's game time, like here's your war scene. Oh, uh, yeah, that that could be cool, but then you've got optional at least like for clans that do back to back wars. I mean, is that particularly noticeable? I don't know, maybe not. When was the was the first skin with the first gold pass? Is that when we first started that? Uh, yeah, so the first year skin was the Gladiator King in the, I think it was April gold pass, first ever one, April or May. Yeah, but it was the the first gold pass, right? The first skin, yep. first gold pass. Yep. So we've had four years of skins now, right? Christ, yeah. Yeah, season fifty two, I think, or fifty one. So I'm just like, I was looking through. I mean, I obviously have a lot of them on my main account. I've, I think, I've never missed a gold pass, and not like for the skins, but just because it's a good deal and there's a lot of magic items and stuff. But man, I have so many skins. Plus, like, so all the gold pass ones, all the ones that I've, you know, paid actual money for too. And I'm looking back through them, and I never use obviously most of them. And I don't really see a single skin in here where right now I wouldn't rather have nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the quality of the skins definitely improved over time. Um, and I, I think the main thing with skins is. Players prefer uh, using an entire set of skins rather than just having um, an odd mm. skin that doesn't belong to a specific theme or set. Um, that's what I've been doing, at least, and I do see a lot of other players do, uh, play that way, too. Like, I don't quite feel as negative towards the sceneries because you do actually see them, and having, like, a nice, you know, a, a change of scenery every now and then is is refreshing yeah. when you're staring at the screen as much as I do. <laughs> um, but as far as the skins go too, like during my attack, I'm not focused on what my heroes look like. I'm focused on what they're doing. So I don't really ever like enjoy what's happening with the skins, uh, mm -hmm. while I'm attacking. And that, that's a personal thing too, but like it's four years of skin. So there's 48, 52, you just said gold pass skins, plus all the, all the for sale ones. At a certain point, too, like, I I don't really care anymore about cosmetics. And so I'm spending far less money on them. I can't imagine I'm alone. And it's just kind of got me thinking, like, where's the financial future of the game going to end up if there are a lot more people like me who don't really feel the need to spend on cosmetics anymore because I have more skins than I'm ever going to put on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I I completely agree, and also I think the fact that there's obviously the very well now established precedent of releasing skins in the item shop about a year after they're released, 
So mm-hmm. no one even feels like they need to bind them for exclusivity because they feel like, oh, if I don't get it this time, if I really feel like I need it, I can just get it in here. So no one's buying it for the exclusivity either, which is the case on a lot of games, right? On a lot of games, people buy this kind of stuff. Maybe not because they're going to use it, because they know they don't they want to they don't want to miss out. They don't want to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. 10 years down the line, which don't have that skin, or they always sell the skin for money. No, in this case, you know it's going to be there in the shop in a year for about 1,500 gems. So, I, yeah, if you've already got plenty of skins, you don't like the new skin, you don't feel like there's a need to buy it because you know you're not missing out on anything. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Rick about the home village uh, skins feeling that way. You know, it's kind of like, w- what else are we going to do? We've already, I saw a uh, force just commented, which is completely true. We already hit the, the bar for high quality with those ghost skins, you know, um, and we're kind of mm-hmm. leveling out there. But as far as the future of skins, I could definitely see them putting um, like battle machine and battle copter skins in the gold pass. You know, everyone has those uh, heroes, especially the battle machine. And yeah. there's no skins for them uh, that are currently purchasable. So I, I feel like that would be the next direction they would go with skins. I remember there was some discussion about pet skins. Um, someone asked Darren about it, and he said that they don't want to go that direction um, purely off monetization. They'd only go that direction if they feel like you know it would actually benefit the game and, and benefit the players. Players would actually want that. And I personally do not want pet skins, um, but I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, trying uh, rounding back slightly to the builder base skins, I think that'd honestly be a great idea because, you know, like you said, like it, you know, everyone's got a lot of king skins. They've got a lot of queen skins. They've got a lot of one skins. By this point, they've probably got a lot of RC skins, RC skins too, and maybe yeah, people don't play builder base as much. I mean, obviously that's a fact. But it'd be cool, right? It'd be cool to see your battle cop look slightly different. It'd be cool to see your battle machine look slightly different. I don't think anyone, too many people will be crying their hearts out because they didn't get another king skin, which they're not going to use. So mm-hmm. I think a little bit of um, innovation in terms of the builder base skin front would not be missed. And overall, the skin discussion is the same, but... As far as decorations go and um, capital house parts, those are not currently in the cosmetic shop. So those are still exclusive to their respective offers or gold passes that they come in. But I do think they might bring those to the cosmetic shop in the future um, because there's already like 20, not 20, more like 15 uh, capital house parts that you can't get through raid medals. They're only uh, through exclusive offers and deals. Um, and they just brought those to the gold pass too in July. So maybe next July we might see uh, capital house parts come to the cosmetic shop, uh, similar to uh, skins and sceneries. I mean, I I hate clan capital, so I don't really care either way. To be honest, you know, I, mean, yeah. I love the capital house parts. Terrible, terrible. And the decorations. I, like I'm digging, I'm digging capital a lot more than builder base these days. Me too. I do not play any Builder Base. I, I Builder Base is great. I think it's uh, great, but I, I don't play any of it, I have to admit. But I'm not a I hater. Mean, I know there's so much hate out there for Builder Base. Yeah, Builder Base, I can actually say, if I'm really bored, I can sit there and play it for a bit. Capital, I can play it five times, or sorry, six times a week. I can spam my bloody miners. I can let them gaff around the map for a bit, get some buildings, call it a day. I mean, yeah, I could put a bit more effort maybe into learning technically better strategies. That doesn't seem very fun. So, yeah, I, 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 there's still no attraction to capital for me. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on from cosmetics and briefly touch on the, uh, the new Books of Clash book. Did you guys purchase that? I did not, no. Uh, did you I get was, the first one? I was just hoping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, okay well okay predict what i was gonna say then let's see if you were right you were hoping you were gonna get it for free again like the first one <laughs> no no actually no, i was gonna say oh, i was hoping on. you were gonna buy three of them like it and then send me one oh, i did buy two that, of them that's a good reference that's that's a, that that's is a yeah that's cool a, yeah that's called a callback that's a really good reference yeah, yeah. well i did buy two of them I bought the hardcover and softcover. Oh, back to the softcover? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't buy three like I usually do because I have no intention on reading them. Graphic novels are just not my thing. Yeah, you still bought two. Yeah, I still bought them to look nice. I have no intention of reading them, so I only bought two. (laughs) 
There's slight differences. You need both. But what bothers me, I know this is the biggest nitpick in the whole world, but the second book is like a millimeter taller than the first one on the hardcover, right. and it just it bothers me so much. Right. Burn oh, really? Burn it. So burn I'm going to try to buy another volume one to see if it lines up. Maybe, uh, but yeah. That is kind of annoying if they change, like, the like you're just talking like the physical size of the book, right? Like, not, not, yeah, not, it's, not the it's thickness. A millimeter taller. So they don't line up. Like on your bookshelf, one is taller, is what you're saying, right? One is slightly uh, shorter than two. Is it noticeably shorter? <laughs> and there is, is one the... more noticeable difference. Um, so <laughs> this is so nitpicky, but on the cover, you have the title Books of Clash. Um, yeah. The Books of is like a stone gray color. However, on the second book, they made it a, a lighter gray, a lot lighter. And that's actually pretty noticeable that the, the title color was changed. And that did okay, bother me a little um... bit. But like I said, these are just the smallest nitpicks. I probably seem so weird right right now talking it about this. Nitpicks. Oh my god! Oh, you know what's going to be funny is once they get how many volumes are they doing? Eight. Like eight, right? Eight. Yep. Eight. So you know there's going to be like a box set at the end that you're going to have to buy multiples oh, yeah. of, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I've been following it pretty closely. Uh, just the production of it and uh, the author actually did a tour around the US with his book in, in bookstores and he would he was signing books and he was also giving away free clash merch and some trading cards too. Which I thought was really interesting. I have some clash cards. I guess it's not stickers, those really. it's, it's uh books <laughs> of clash trading cards. You've still never opened those. Yeah I, I'm still mad at you for not opening those. I wanna know what parallel uh, you got. How what 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 even are they? They're uh, the, garbage uh, kids, right? Garbage, garbage, garbage yes. pail kids. Yes, I have mine framed on my wall. It looks so good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I intend to read the first one someday. Maybe intend, I'll yeah, stuff maybe. it in my backpack and read it on my 10-hour flight next week. Uh, how, how, big, yeah. how big are these books? I actually have no, like, relative... They're, they're actually pretty thin. Uh, they're, like, not even a chapter book size. Wow. I mean, but I yeah, they are very high quality. I like them. I mean, for for a comic, it's like it's thick for a comic. It's probably two or three comics thick. Right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That's 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 yeah, yeah. Then. And there's some there's some neat little stuff in there. Like at the end, there there's a um, an official map of the Clash universe, which I, I enjoyed looking at. I will have to. That does actually kind of sound cool, <laughs> in a dorky <laughs> way. So I might have to. Yeah, I was trying to... to crack it open. And see the map. Uh, yeah, what I sure. wanted to do, I wanted to buy the ebook and take a screenshot of that map and post it on Reddit, but I, I just couldn't uh, buy the ebook. Why? I, it just wouldn't let me, so I'll, I'll oh. have to try that again because I think the community would really like to see uh, that map if I posted it. Yeah. I'm sure the community would love it, but I, you know, I would prioritize your bank account over what the community of our That's really responsible. To. Good idea, Sam. Yeah. It is a good idea because you need to prioritize your bank account and a lot more of your decisions that you make. Thank you. All right, well, let's uh, move along to these new uh, boost rates. Did you guys go uh, see that super true boost rate stats? Um, nothing too surprising. No, no, it's because um, these are from Magic Jr., the Clash King bot dev who we had on a couple of episodes ago. Yes. And I know the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is nuts because I read it wrong. Uh, I read it left to right. So then, oh. oh. yeah, like the, the, the way the chart is, it, it's in like vertical column. So it's, you know, like the uh, wall breakers are the, n the number one boosted super troop, of course. And number two is sneaky gobs. But if you read it like normal people read left to right in rows, it goes, you know, one, five, nine, 13 across. So I was like, Super Bowlers are the number two troop. That's insane, but obviously not. They're 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 fifth. <laughs> but so the 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 top five: uh, Wall Breakers, Goblins, Super Archers, Super Barbs, and then Super Bowlers. So I think a big takeaway from this is the gulf between number one and number two. So Super Bowl oh, Breakers yeah. are forty point oh forty percent 
right? So forty percent boostage versus sneaky goblins, which are eighteen point two, right? So it's a difference in one and two. You have forty percent versus eighteen point two. Then you drop super archers, which is nine point nine. Number four, six point six super barbarians, right? So everything's starting to um converge to more normal, closer values to each other, right? Mm -hmm. But forty percent for super warbreakers, that's double. That's over double what's it uh the boost rate for second place of sneaky goblins and i've seen this argument come up in the comment section as post and i want to hear your thoughts do you guys think this makes a great case for just completely getting rid of normal wall breakers and just making them yes wall breakers? <laughs> i'm so excited this idea is finally catching on i've been saying this for so long i was say i remember you telling me this like telling me about this probably over a year ago now, you're saying they just need to get rid of normal breakers, getting super well, wall breakers. I yeah, do see right. normal wall breakers do get used a lot, I see. Do they? Why? Because I see the like pros bring them, um, or in legend attacks, you bring them just to see which wall they target, so you know you're, you're ready to deploy your super wall breaker. So they're not intended to break the wall, only just scouting out which wall um, you, you want it to break. I feel that's a niche use case. I mean, it's a cool niche ca use case, right? And I can totally see pros leveraging it effectively. But when 40% of the you know, troops being boosted are super war breakers, I mean, that's just nuts, right? That's that's all near the majority of people just giving up a boost slot just for super war breakers. And I think you got to kind of take a step back and think, God, do we want to keep forcing people to waste their very precious one out of two boost slots, right? <laughs> you know, even, even when they're cancelling, like, the cancelling is very nice and it allows us to try more armies, but at the end of the day, he's only got two boost slots, he can't use many super troops. And when almost half the player base are constantly occupying them with super war breakers, you got to think, maybe they just shouldn't be the super troop, maybe, maybe they should just be the default, because then it would allow people to try out many many, many more armies than them having to sacrifice an entire boost slot to Super Warbreakers, which at this point are the bare necessity. I mean, if you want to get a good Warbreaker in for a Queen Charge at Tunnel 15, and say there's a multi somewhere, there's, you know, a scatter shot, whatever, whatever it's going to be, your normal Warbreakers are just not making it. You have to use Super Warbreakers. Because you're almost being forced to use Super Warbreakers, it feels like they should just be putting them as defaults. I mean, the kind of wall breakers, the normal ones we're used to now, maybe lower town halls can have, but upper town halls, it should change. Yeah, 40.6% of of all super troop boosts being wall breakers is insane. Because, like, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, because you can boost two at a time, um, we, we, can we should really say, okay, like, it's 40% of all boosts, so that's really... 80, 81.2% of all right, players yeah, who are using super troops are using super point. wall breakers. Like 80% of people who have super troops going are using wall breakers. So that's just wild. Like, I I don't know, like, one, one way to address it would be, obviously, like we were just talking about, you know, make the super wall breaker the standard one and let us boost two other troops and still have them or open up a third slot. Uh, and like, And it would also just be potentially a way to open up the meta without really doing much balance changes just give us mm. more options more freedom more super troops to use could help shift the balance toward toward offense mm -hmm. in a way that you don't really have to touch you know balance of defense or other troops you know otherwise it might hurt dark elixir because we're going to be spending you know 50 percent more oh. every three days I I do I kind of got to disagree with you guys saying like uh, it's got to become a regular troop. Well, maybe I just see it as it's the only super troop that you could use in every attack. You know, all the other uh, all the other super troops you would use those in mass for your attack. Um, but super wall breaker, you do need that in every attack. So that that it is a bit of an outlier there. Um, Sneaky goblin, you can make a case for that too. I do see it used as funneling a lot, but. Um, I don't know, I feel like just the idea of super troops, the more powerful version of the troop, Super Wall Breaker just fits that, and that's why I don't see it needing to be swapped out. Uh, but the idea of a new slot, a third slot, definitely, especially as we get more super troops, that's inevitable. Weirdly, I don't, I'm not sure about your whole point about 
you know, obviously that the Super War Breaker is used in every army because that feels like almost an argument against having a super troop because the nice thing about all the other super troops is that they have their niche, right? That's the whole point in their super. They they have their little thing that they do, which is really nice to boost. You want you want that you want that super bowler because you can do your special little attack with it and you know smash a base. You know, every single troop has a specific reason for boosting it. Right, super minions. I don't know. Maybe you want to do a super minion blimp. You want to donate to people, right? So you see, think of all the different reasons. Ice hounds, right? You're only going to use that really for a Lala, where you really want a nice hound. Every single super troop has a nice specific purpose. It's not designed, in my opinion, to you know occupy an entire army, which the super super warbreaker kind of does. It feels like it doesn't fit with the trends properly of super troops. It, it's it's also the least changed from its original version. It's just a stronger wall breaker mm -hmm. where everything else at least has some kind of extra effect. Right. Mm. Cause you know, like with sneaky, sneaky gobs, obviously have invisibility archers have the extra, the uh, you know, like the extra arrow length and it goes through things, the bowler bounce chaining splash damage from the super drags, you know, the rage effect of, you know, the Valkyrie super bar, blah, I'm not going to list them all, but Every other troop has like a big fundamental kind of change and the wall breaker doesn't. It's just a stronger wall breaker is all it is. What about the idea of of either nerfing the super wall breaker or buffing the regular Ooh. wall breaker? What are your thoughts on that? Half measures. Like I don't know, like Like no, raising like, the I, housing like, space to ten, you know? Yeah, like pe people love the super wall breaker the way it is. Like it's it's used by the vast majority of people for a reason. And I think just it it's not that regular wall breakers suck or don't have a purpose. Like it's just hey, at this point, just in order to widen just in order to open up the super trip meta, just loot lose it. Just give it to us all the time and then let and then see what the community comes up with with being able to use hmm. other troops more often. Or maybe we just need a, another troop for walls because super wall breaker and regular wall breaker and, and, the, and then the earthquake spot and jump spot are the only really things we could use to open walls. I mean, how, how many different things do we need to open walls, to be honest? I mean, as far as troops, we really only have one option, the wall breaker. Um, so, and that's, you know, that's got low health. It's, yeah, it's but tiny. We, we, also, we also have things like... like we don't really have a lot of options, you know? We have a log launcher that can open walls pretty effectively. Mm. Arguably, the flame flame wall record, the best right, uh, the wall machine. Wrecker. Well, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that the wall record can open walls very effectively. <laughs> Even a flame flame can well, open plenty walls. Plenty of troops to just ignore walls either by flying or jumping over them. Yeah. So no, but anyway, um, Storm just brought up a good point too. Is that the date range from this data does cover? Um, Clash Halloween. So, do you think there would have been any significant changes during the Clash Halloween event to the Super Troop Boost usage? Uh, definitely, uh, in terms of replacements for those armies, because everyone was using the Lava Loon. Yeah, so, with Lava Loon, I didn't need anything really boosted. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I wasn't boosting different stuff, I was just not boosting Super Troops. And until mm. Lava Loon got, got nerfed and I switched to Witch Golem. And that's mm -hmm. when I did start back up Wall Breakers, at least. Yeah, like, is there any anything else you can think of that might have affected these stats? I think other than what you said about the fact that people might necessarily not have been boosting as many troops because they were just using things like Lava Loon, it's probably true. But then ultimately, if if you can assume... That a statistical large majority of people are not boosting super troops, and ultimately that shouldn't affect the statistics that much. So I can't imagine it would have had a huge impact. Especially, I'm not sure how big the date range is. If anyone could let me know, two months. Great. Two months. Right. Two months is a long time, right? So I know Halloween actually did last also quite a long time, but overall I can't see it having a huge impact unless. Uh, well, for example, to be fair, rocket loons were often used with a lava loon army, so maybe their boost rates got bumped up a little bit by 
<laughs> uh, the East Loveling. I mean, you can draw little conclusions like that, but I'm not sure would have had a huge, huge impact on statistics. And one more thing I do want to point out, pretty obvious, but this is specifically boost rates, not counting troops in our offensive or defensive clan castle. So a, a lot of these <laughs> that are lower on the list we do use for those, except yeah. super archers. Um, I guess those are also used in a regular army. Yeah, there's a lot of 15s who do like Yeti super archers and super archers behind it. Oh, actually, no, um, I, I totally forgot this, but I just said I was using witch golems. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the main witch golem armies that people were using was witch golems chased with like eight super archers. So I oh. did boost a lot of super archers during oh, okay. specific, like during the, <laughs> the, at least the second half of of the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. Right, interesting because obviously, like since you're saying, super archers are mainly placed in a CC, right? You'd use mm-hmm. it in a blend, and people still do. So the fact that it's a got a nine point nine percent boost yeah. rate is probably quite surprising but now that's a, that's actually a great point so yeah clash of Wien did actually distort the statistics a bit from the norm super minions um at least in my clan like no one boosts those those are all if we're using uh, them in our if we're using them in the cc it's all raid medals to ourselves yeah. or one yeah. like one gem one gem donations and same with yeah. super whiz for blizzard and super archers yeah and do you guys remember when we had to have it boosted in order to donate it God, that was so frustrating. So you had to run out these poor, selfless people to give up donations. Yeah, I, I remember I had to keep track of what everyone was boosting in my clan to keep track of who could donate what. Yeah. There were, like, there were Discord bots that would do it for you, so you yeah. could go yeah. Yeah. into your clan chat yeah. and be like, be like, I I need super wizards, and it would tag, like, who it knew had them available. Yeah. We, we we had that in my old clan, and it, it was literally necessary, because who was actually boosting supers? I mean, fortunately, when spam armies that use supers became somewhat popular, that mm-hmm. was helpful. But, you know, we, you couldn't even cancel uh, super troop boosts at that point, so you were literally relying on either donation accounts, or people just being very kind souls, and just... You know, giving up a boost slot for using <laughs> super wizards. I mean, it it was quite it was quite bad to be honest. And I I do remember times when I literally couldn't get donated uh, a blizz because people just weren't boosting them. Or there was that one person who just wasn't online for hours. I mean, we take it for granted so much now. We can just use raid medals or get a one gem donation. But you know, it used to be a real pain in the fa- in the ass. Yeah, like I, yeah, I remember having like a rotation set up for having players whose <laughs> yeah. job it was to like cook, like cool, like you you were sacrificing yourself for three or seven days to to cook this troop for for you know for war CCs. Mm-hmm. It was a a really good quality of life change when they removed that ability. Yeah, like well, yeah, like being able to cancel super troops was was massive. And oh, then yeah. adding super troops you don't have boosted to one gem donations was huge too. Yeah, I think that was even bigger, to be honest, because I think the cancelling was nice, but I still don't know how much it's really used in terms of utilizing lots of different armies. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are still fairly reluctant to constantly cancel boosts, but the one gem donation was definitely huge. Oh, yeah. Super troops. Dude, I, I cancel stuff all the time. Like I cancel really? constantly oh, really? just because. Like I have a ton of dark that I'm that I don't have anything to spend on, and so like it like like during during CBL, like I I change super troops every single day where like I would wait till the end and then say like okay cool this is a good queen charge recall super dragon base and I cancel my hogs and start drags and you know I like or I I thought I was gonna try super bowlers again for like a week and that didn't work out so I was constantly canceling and going back to those just to just to do legends and. It's a bit of a luxury that people like I guess us have when we're max level fifteen with a ridiculous amount of dark heroes max. We don't need to spend it on anything. But I guess for most oh, yeah. people who need really need twenty five k dark is not a <laughs> laughing matter. I guess you know people aren't just throwing it away to try change their strategy. It's still largely conserved. I'm working on a town hall twelve right now. So, like, I, I don't cancel it because I do need the dark. But if I, if I did, you know, in, like, Town Hall 12 farming in Crystal Low Masters, I, c- I can find a base with 10,000 dark in, 
you know, in only a couple minutes of hitting the next button. So really, uh, you know, I can earn that dark back in, in three attacks. So it's not like a disaster, but I'm also hyper active in Clash. So it's, you know, I, I know that's not realistic for everyone. And then over, before we move on, I do want to point out one more thing with the Super Troop rates. And that is our two newest super troops, uh, the Super Miner and Super Hog Rider. Super Miner is the third to least used, and the uh, Super Hog Rider is actually at number seven. Uh, which It's nice seeing a, a newer super troop being up there and being used, but not the Super Miner. Thankfully, we do have that in Client Capital, where it is used a lot. Yeah, super Hogs were were nice and unique that they like immediately hit the overall meta of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of cool. You know, like miners came out and they were like, miners were dog do. They still are on the home village. Like, but they found yeah. a nice niche in, 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 in clan capital. So, you know, good luck to them over there, but I'm never going to touch them in, in home village and, <laughs> until, exactly. unless they get a massive change. Hmm. Well, are they used in CC at all? Like offensive or defensive? I no. Like people started experimenting with it right away because there's like they do a huge amount of like destruction damage with like because they, mm-hmm. they blow up when they die, yeah. And so it is pretty big, but there's just I don't know, it's like there's other troops that defend better, is all it is, yeah. All right, all right. Um, Spencer, you wanted to talk about some China stuff real quick? Uh, we could skip that if you want. Yeah, okay, like... Uh, Whatever I, you guys want to do next. I, yeah, I just want to say, like, man, I had to mute the the leak subreddit Discord. Just oh, because, I left like, I, I, I normally I normally like to... Just to watch it, just just to see, like, how fast they, they get stuff. And sometimes they get stuff before we do. So it's just interesting no, right. to see, like, what, what <laughs> they find when they find it. But l- lately, there hasn't been a whole lot of real leaks, obviously, because there's not, like, content coming and, and other stuff, but... They go. They've been going bananas on stuff that's obvious that's in the Chinese server. And by this point, I think everyone should understand like it's a different game. Like we're not getting it. Like the skins can look kind of cool. Yeah. They're doing other stuff. There's different magic items. It's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. So like it's not a clash leak that the Chinese game got stuff. <laughs> so I, don't yeah. know, I, I had to turn it off. They've been annoying me. Yeah. The the only useful thing I thought was interesting was when they got that uh, that global chat thing. Do you remember we talked about that? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the horn. horn. Yeah, the horn. That I remember we were speculating like this could be testing for us, but turns out they have a, their own completely different game team, um, and they're just doing their own thing now. So yeah, like Rick said, it's a completely different game now. Like it's kind of interesting to see some of the stuff they do. Um, like th- th- that one, like th- there was that scenery that was uh, oh the yeah. village was on like on the back of a flying turtle in space. It looked it really cool. Huge. It yeah. looks really cool. Like it did look cool. It like did. I wish, I, I wish we would get it. I don't think that's ever going to happen at this point. Well, as, as I remember, you were talking about it before. Where can we go with cosmetics and maybe sceneries like that one, where you could zoom all the way out and just the high quality uh, effects of that one too. I know. I just kind of draw back to the fact that the Chinese game is just basically a different game at this point. I mean, it kind of does make you think about worlds a bit, doesn't it? About the fact that there is a. Uh, Chinese team in it. I have completely forgotten the name of the team, so I'm very. I think they changed names. They changed. I think they're playing on. Yeah, I think they're playing under a different name than what they want as. Okay, well that's good. That that kind of um excuses me from forgetting their name as much. But yeah, I think you know if we think about the fact that the Chinese game is just so different now, I mean, obviously the cosmetics tell one side of the story, but the fact they get updates so much later and, you know, other instances of uh, differentiation between the, you know, the global game and the Chinese game, I mean, uh, it does make you wonder how the Chinese team in Worlds is going to effectively compete against teams which have been essentially playing on a different type of the game. I'm I'm betting that they just get straight up embarrassed like day one over there. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to be proven wrong. Like you know, I don't want to cheer. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm not cheering against them, but it just it seems like they've just been completely set up to to not well, do well. And the only reason I, I I agree with Rick there is 
because when I watched the uh, clash of uh, the Chinese tournament where they got the golden ticket, I remember they were announcing like these are the best players from China. And then the first few matches, I was watching Carbon stream, and he was like, "What? What are they doing? They were getting yeah. uh, like sixties yeah. and seventies, and Carbon's like, what are they doing?" Uh, so that's the only reason why I do agree with Rick, just because it's a smaller community, so maybe they're they don't have a larger pool of um. P uh, good good players you know yeah and i remember yeah. there being you know more one stars than there's usual in pro wars and i i i do vaguely remember catching a little bit of those chinese kind of qualifiers and mm -hmm. you know like so people like carbon finn just seemed they just seemed exasperated right yeah. they seemed like oh my god what am i watching and you can't blame the players right because they the you know, game is oh, yeah. a very very bumpy road but um i mean you think JX Tiger, right, won Worlds two years ago or three years mm -hmm. ago. It's one of the two, right? You know, a Chinese team comfortably, well, comfortably, but they, they won Worlds. And now people are thinking, God, I can't even imagine them making it past the first round. I mean, it does kind of show how much the new server split has, you know, yeah. the kind of impact it's had on these teams. I mean, it, it's a terrible shame, really. Yeah, well, watch them turn out and win the whole thing. That would be <laughs> very okay. exciting. I'll, I'll leave my words. I'll leave my words. But yeah, um, going on to our last topic now. Speaking of worlds, uh, the tickets sold out, which is pretty exciting. I think they also sold out last year. Is that correct, Rick? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I saw I so a sellout it. announcement. Oh, okay, um, okay. Like if if they did sell out last year, I. Like um, I'm I'm happy because like the event it was not crowded it was it was full at least during the finals mm -hmm. it was full but not crowded so you could still get around and talk to people and meet everyone and it was still enough people there to to keep the atmosphere exciting and entertaining and not look just embarrassingly empty on screen so it was like, ho hopefully it's the same amount of people I believe it's the same venue yeah and I do have the total number of tickets sold the cap do you guys have any guesses. Oh, uh, the general public, three hundred. Three hundred. Oh, three hundred. Wow, that's pretty small. Um, it's uh, actually okay. oh yeah, 2000, I thought you guessed 2000. it. Three two thousand. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so the total sold was six hundred. That's the limit. I was limit. close. Oh, that's very close. So I don't know if that's more than last year or less, but um, yeah, uh, only and that's actually a little compared. Uh, just saying, this is a, like a a global game, a global event. Even though it's all the way in uh, Helsinki, only six hundred tickets. It must be a smaller or uh, venue or a they don't want to just have a lot of too much people in there, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's not a large it's not like a large arena. It's like if you were if you were watching a concert there, you would be super happy with how close you were to the band. Oh yeah, like it. It was you know like if you were if you were watching your favorite band there, you would call that an intimate experience. You know, like like kind of a like like a smaller room. I assume they're hosting it in the same kind of arena as they did last year. And if I can kind of think back to watching that live stream, it did feel like everyone was obviously not close to the players, but it felt like everyone was very much in the same room. You didn't get this kind of. Uh, impression of a you know vast uh arena in which the audience was kind of on looking maybe watching a bunch of screens because they're actually far too far away from the players mm -hmm. to see them. I mean, you're right it did, it did look a lot more intimate than I imagine they're using the same venue yeah. as they did last year yeah they are I, I yeah yeah I, I think they are um and then the, the other thing I guess to consider too is that a lot of people are only going to be interested in one game or the other because it's it's going to be cla oh, yeah. it's Clash Clans in the morning and then there's a little break and then they do Clash oh, Royale in the afternoon. True. So if we divide that in half, I was yeah I was spot mm -hmm. on by that by that math. And that's also not uh, counting the the Supercell employees and Supercell creators that are attending. Oh right, so this mm -hmm. is just public attendees. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't know if you guys saw, but the casters were announced for Worlds. Um, nothing too surprising there, right? Yeah, I think I saw. It's just uh, our regular lineup. It was like months ago they they put out like a little teaser of everyone's silhouettes, mm -hmm. and it was like immediately obvious who everyone was. <laughs> but by, I mean, by yeah. the silhouette, like I, 
yeah, like like uh, obviously Eric is the the guy in the in the in the ball cap. Like, yeah. he, like, you, you, like you could just tell yeah. it's his it's his hair. Judas lost head because you know he doesn't have a you know he keeps his hair short, so he just has like a recognizable outline. Yeah, and oh, then yeah, yeah and, the, and then it was like Woody, Woody was the one people weren't there. weren't sure of, but like of course Woody's there because he always is. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Hello. the fact that they ask almost the same people every year is a pretty, you know, good indication of who's going to be there the next year. Uh, but, I don't think Eric casted last year, did he? Though I was going to say, I don't think no, Judo no. cast last year, but did he? No, no, yeah, Judo, Judo, and Eric didn't. Uh, Maxi casted last year. Yes, oh, Maxi yeah. was good. To be fair, I do, I do miss um, But like Carbon and Itu did, and Woody was there. Uh, Maxi was, and then some guy named Banks. Uh, who I'm still uh, doing yeah. who it is. He was doing a lot of hosting. He's not going to be like calling matches, but I'm, so I don't I don't know if he's coming back or not. I'm curious to see how judo does, just because I I've never seen him like call a war. Oh, I have. He's he's pretty. I think he even has an award uh, nomination for esports caster. I I think I've seen oh, really? judo right, cast yeah. esports before. Maybe not the world finals, but I think I've and seen maybe him like cast. a golden ticket one. Yeah, I think I've seen him cast official events before. I think he's relatively solid. I mean, I think he even acknowledges himself that he is not a pro player and he does not know how to, you know, he cannot effectively do all the things. But it's the same way you can watch a football match and you can clear the offsides. It doesn't mean yeah. you could do any better, but you can at least still identify it. So I think you can still fill that role pretty well. Yeah. And if you are not interested in any of the casters, there's some in-game stuff you could earn from the World Championships. It finally got put on the official website. Um, the, what's it called? Clash, clash, clashevents.supercell.com. Um, the viewing platform rewards. Did you guys get to see those? I actually haven't looked at no. Um, yeah, so last year they did it. I think it's mostly the same um, in terms of rewards. I, I don't have reference to last year, but they look the same. A couple of magic items, some gold. Uh, I think it was more gems last year. More just yeah, this year we have a total gems. of uh, 75 gems, which is, isn't a, a lot. No. Yeah, I think it was a couple hundred worth of gems like last year, cumulatively. Yeah. It, it was quite good last year. I remember a lot of posts on the subreddit encouraging everyone The main to sign thing up. here, we do have a book of heroes. Is the final well, reward. The world is saved. Which, you know, in those uh, smaller tunnels, especially Tunnel 12, that is so valuable. But I know us three are, are maxed heroes, so we don't really need that. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe we're a bit elitist, a bit privileged. Maybe for Builder Boy base, we could use it. I'm just looking forward to getting through Worlds because we got something big coming after. They... Are finally gonna balance Town Hall 15 allegedly. Really? Well, let's see how that goes. Oh, because after Worlds, <laughs> yeah, they were, I remember they were hinting yeah, yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, they, they did all the balance changes for 10 to 14. And then, uh, yeah, they're yeah, like, they why not 15? Do 15. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna do 15 after Worlds just to not mess with the competitors. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Um, and if you're not aware, the rewards you get them through uh, predicting matches, and also this year I think they're going to uh, throw in some clash trivia uh, between matches where you could earn some rewards. Ooh, that's pretty good. But yeah, th that's uh, that's going to do it. Yeah, I think we covered covered a lot of stuff in the sound. Yeah, yeah, we'll just wrap it up. Uh, do you guys have any shout-outs, uh, Spencer? Um. Oh God! You put me on the spot. Come back to me last. All right, Sam. What do you got? Yeah, come back to me last. You guys are <laughs> okay, such dorks. Well... Like we we've done this fifty times. And, <laughs> 51. And, and and every time, every time we every time we end the same way, and you guys are like, yeah. uh, yeah. How do you you caught you caught me off guard. What I threw you a curveball by ending. Yeah, this is so new. We've never end. done that. <laughs> I'll do something to have a new shout out after 50 episodes. Okay, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I mean, I'll even I'll even shout out like I don't know Liam or something. Well, you can't say bot. You can't say bottom of the barrel and shout him out. Come on. I'm kidding, Liam. It was all a joke. <laughs> I'm I really no, meant shout no. out Spencer. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking speaking of Liam, right? So th- th- here, here here's the deal. You tell me what you think Liam's up to. So he, he and I do combined 50, 50 kits in in my in my clan for for raid weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so he will go and he will do the first hit on all the districts, right? And then like just quit for a while. So like, w- w- what's that about, Liam? <laughs> he's just trying to get the capital gold. Because yeah, like I think I think he's trying to set like capital gold records, but no yeah. one's gonna see it but me because it, we're the only two people in there. So Maybe I don't know if he's trying to like just he's trying to top the leaderboards from me. <laughs> That's funny because like he's you can get a lot of work done with miners in the first hit. Like you, oh, you yeah. get a lot of work done, and and you take most of the gold, and then the second hit is finishing it off. So he wants to get all mm-hmm. those first hits in. I, I called him on it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you dork. Like, are, why are you trying to top the leaderboards when it's just us? And then he sent he he said, what my process is that makes it easier for me is, I do, I start I start at the bottom and I do one hit on each district up, and then he does one hit on each district down. And he said that makes it easier for him. <laughs> does that make any sense to you? No oh, gosh. I mean, yeah. Aren't you supposed to no. plan your second attack during that first one? So yeah, isn't the whole point? With with super miners, no. There's absolutely no planning. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, SVI with super miners. Even so, you still do your, you still do your two hits consecutively. I mean, come on, that's common sense. <laughs> yeah. So and anyway, my shout out is to Liam for. I've I've known Liam for two years now. That he would have been a mod, right? About uh, a year and a half. Almost. Now. I think you knew him a bit before he was a mod too. Yes, we yeah, definitely so that dude, He is still surprising me with with his Liamness all the time. <laughs> so so shout out shout out to Liam. Yeah, I'm also going to shout out Liam. He was he's been very helpful with um, our huge event. He's doing all the the dirty work, all the you know we have we have to give roles to about 600 accounts, and that's just a lot of work. Like he yeah. he's, he's great at, at at doing stuff like that. So thank you, Liam. For helping me out with that and also shout out to the our audience here we shout out to you guys the listeners here you know, I, I feel bad now too because you just reminded me like i just clowned on liam but he's also um i had volunteered to help out a lot during that event and then it worked out where i could <laughs> yeah and, and 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 he very generously was like i will do everything that you that you needed to do like mm-hmm. you go hang out with your family before you go miss thanksgiving and, yeah. and so so uh yeah second shout out liam thank you again uh honestly thank you yeah I, i've got i've got two shout outs so the first is to the lamb in for providing with the great nights tonight and the second is the fact that in i've just double checked that in eight days so before we come to the next podcast it will have been recognized uh three years of moderating this wonderful subreddit so Wonderful. I thought that was worth worth a mention and worth a little congratulations to Rick for sticking it in this long to make it three years of moderating this absolute mm. three year anniversary. This 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 absolute blessing of a community. There we go. I chose my words very carefully there. And oh god, oh, yeah. All right. That. That's going to do it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, th- thanks for yeah. tuning right. in. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all I'm not going to leave too early this time. Yeah, and Spencer, I will see you next week, dude. Yeah, I'm going to tackle yeah. you when I see you. Yeah, Start kissing you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invite you to my room, Rick. You guys really cool while you're no. doing that. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming to your hotel room. I'm not meeting me yes. at a bar not doing any not, none none of those shenanigans oh my god spencer <laughs> might drink for the first time you have to like just uh, get a fake a fake second name tag that that says something oh, other yeah. than rick just, just so you don't know it's me and see how long i can keep that up. oh i know what i I'm, I'm gonna recognize you right away you're not even gonna be facing me and be like that guy right there is rick once you hear the really annoying prick in the room, you're like, oh, yeah, I found Rick. I know where it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am going to have to not talk. I can Why? Because you'll know my voice. But, dude, I will <laughs> know you if you're not even facing me. 
Trust me. That is bollocks. I will sense your presence. That is bollocks. We'll see. But yeah. Right. All right. Have a good. Have a good. Have a good night. All right. Yeah. Let's shut this off. Yeah. I hope you. I hope. I hope you all enjoy your time in Finland, almost to Switzerland. That was nice. And uh, yeah, yes. we'll see. Hopefully, all of you guys in two weeks. Hope you enjoyed listening to the pod. And yeah, Red Talks Clash will return in approximately two weeks. Thank you all. <laughs>